everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 578. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And unfortunately, Barry could not make it tonight. She has no voice and cannot talk. So yeah, she'll, she will be resting her voice, and she will be telling us about Katsukon next week. So we have that. And that's the long and short of it. So we're going to continue on with our show tonight. So how is everybody doing tonight? And me. I am sleepy. I am actually tired because work was the post-move wrap-up. So basically running around, making sure that everybody's connected. And since my desk is now two floors down, doing a lot of walking, a lot of stair climbing. My knees don't like it, but it's for the good of the body, I suppose. And also, I got to figure out why is the image output so crap on Twitch? I got to figure out what's causing that because it's on my side. Everything looks fine. And I think I happened to just look a couple weeks ago. I'm just like, that's not right. So I tried to fix, try to do something different with this, with the output test something, but it didn't work, and I couldn't get it to run properly. So now, I gotta figure that out. What's what's going on? Maybe uh, I have to do a clean install of OBS. We'll see. We'll figure it out one way or another. So anywho, I do apologize for the image quality. Normally, it looks a lot better than this, but at least our audio is awesome. <laughs> for the time being. Oh, don't even start. <laughs> God, uh, we are live tonight. Week of February 21st, 2023, right here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And you can always find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And they're also on Twitch as well. You can find them at Twitch TV slash vognetwork. And every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network is in our Discord. So you can head on over to vognetwork.com slash Discord. And when it comes to Twitch, they kick things off on Sundays, uh, starting at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf show, followed by Orange Orange Radio at 9. But there, will, for programming note, there will be no OLR on Sunday. Rob's going on a cruise. I think he's going on a Star Trek cruise. Nice. Yeah. I gotta talk to him about a trip to California so we can go to Super Nintendo World. That would be fun. Yeah, I would love to do that the week of the 4th. But then when you think about it, they'll probably be the most packed week ever, so. Yeah, you want to try not to go during the really popular touristy seasons. That... And basically that is summer, um, winter holidays for kids, and spring holidays for kids. Well, Mako-chan, first things first. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Secondly, 
I don't do too well in triple digit weather. I mean, it's going to hit the 90s here on the East Coast. If I go out to California for this during the summer and it hits that triple digits, oh, they're going to have to they're going to have to drag my ass off. <laughs> yeah, um the last time I went out to California, I actually went in January. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely beautiful. The friend that I was staying with, she was freezing. She was in like a heavy coat. I'm like, it's only 60 degrees. Wow. A heavy coat. I was I was in a hoodie. I was enjoying the hell out of it. So that's actually the time that you want to go. See, what's interesting is the last time I was out there, it was the weekend of the 4th, but the weather wasn't that bad. But then again, we didn't really go out a lot. I think the only time the weather was kind of bad when we were when um when I was there for an episode of OLR and we were doing this in Rob's uh garage and it got a little hot and I think one of the uh light bulbs popped. <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's let's get the show on the road tonight. So because we're not talking Katsukon. We don't have a lot on the docket tonight, so it'll be a bit of a short show. So we're going to make the best of it. Anywho, um, we're going to continue along the way, uh, kicking things off with how was your week? How was your day, Ari? Uh, well, uh, last week I was uh, working in the middle of the middle of the afternoon, so I couldn't mm-hmm. be on the show. This week I just and. Like today, I, if you really want to get technical, I ended a five-day overnight sh- <clears throat> overnight shift, which hmm. uh, wasn't too bad. The only uh, real problem with it was uh, we were so overbooked on the one on the uh, overnight shift, which almost never happens. So yeah, they were just you know finding like finding places to put me where there's like zero where where there's like nothing to do and I just sit there like 90% of the night, which eh, that's fine by me. I mean, you know, I'm, with the mileage rate, I get paid just to come into, <clears throat> I get paid to, just to come into work. So there's that. Well, that's good. At least that's something, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, today, well, not today, but like the night before, like before going to work, I had to, like I got put on the, <clears throat> I got put on Ozempic recently, mm-hmm. and that's a uh, that's a metered injection every week, which is a two milligram. So mm-hmm. keep that amount in mind for my size. But you know, you have to administer it yourself. It's to help with weight loss. And uh, well, one of the side effects is nausea. Right. And you know, among among it up, among it being like to control appetite, or whatever, and like. Today I was feeling like the worst of it for the second dose, and well, I ended up just like vomiting my guts out earlier, and I've just been spending most of the day just passing, like you know, falling in and out of sleep because mm-hmm. it's just been screwing me co- up completely. Gotcha, gotcha. I haven't been able to eat a whole anything today, like at all today. So, and just uh. So when I was like, you know, I just like woke up like 15 minutes before the show. And that's only because I actually have an alarm that says, hey, you got a show to do. Get up. So, uh, 
hopefully it'll start it'll help me help make me feel better but you know for today it's just ugh. I think some of us have had those types of days you know mm-hmm. so bro I, I I I legitimately feel you on that I truly do and yeah with my size it was only a two millimeter dose well two milligrams and and also like just to establish a baseline and uh mm-hmm. it could go up to like five or more at least if uh, it really get uh really came down to it yeah but look, i'm I'm talking like moments after you know taking the injection I started feeling oh god damn it like that mm-hmm so yeah that was a lot of fun. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? I probably know how how, how half of this went. Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> so my week was freaking awesome. Um, for those that don't know, uh, went to a concert on Friday night and got to see one of my '90s husbandos in concert. Um, yeah, so uh, we went to see Bush, and the opening act was uh, Candlebox. So for those that know their 90s music, um, mm-hmm. I was very, very excited. Fucking awesome. So, yeah, that was, you know, my very exciting week and getting ready for that. And then um, basically doing nothing this weekend but what I absolutely had to because I completely wrecked myself on Friday. You what? My knees hurt like hell. Oh yeah. My neck hurt like hell. Um so I don't know if you noticed but I was often going into the bathroom and grabbing Advil for the no, weekend. I actually didn't notice. I, I kind of yeah. didn't, because I mean, who notices their friend going to the bathroom a lot? <laughs> especially when I was work fix when especially when I was modding somebody's switch. Yes, which I'm very appreciative of. Mm-hmm. Um, I went ahead and bought one of the uh, neon green crystal shells for my switch and Ranma was kind enough to uh, switch everything around for me. So now I have a crystal clear green switch. That's awesome. Yes, very happy about it. I've always liked that, you know, clear plastic so you can see the insides Mm -hmm. of all the electronics. And I wish that would come back in more electronics because it is... Mid to late nineties aesthetic. Yeah, you you, yeah. you you see, uh, boys and girls, uh, as Ari is about to say, late nineties, two thousands, maybe even going into the early twenty tens. Clear cases on consoles and phones and other was the was the thing that was the thing to do because you like seeing the inside of it. And some manufacturers, let's say you bought a telephone. 
Yes, the type of, not the cell phone, but an actual telephone. Landline phone. Yes, landline phone. We used to plug them into the wall. Y'all probably plug it, plug it into the back of the cable modem. But some manufacturers would have these have their phones in clear cases, and when the phone rang, there were usually LEDs or neon lights in the phone that would light up to let you know that you had a phone call. So you see and heard when you had a call. That was cool. Please continue. Yeah, well, I mean, that that was basically it. Um... I remember the N64 had all sorts of, uh, <clears throat> you know, translucent colored, uh, you know, shells to it, both the system and the uh, controllers. The various Game Boys had them, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I yep. had one of those. I, I think I had one, but I don't remember. I mean, now I a, a part of me wants to purchase uh, an older PS2 put it in a crystal clear sh- case and just put a mod in there so to run games off of a flash drive or something. Kind of want to do that, but eh, we'll see. I actually remember... That would actually be tempting yeah. if the mods would allow for modding games, too. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like this. You're modding the console and you're, put, and you're running the games off of a flash drive. It's, it's the ISO image. It just reads it and runs it. So if you're playing some Japanese game that's already patched with English text, it'll it'll play it. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about I, I like to play my games mm-hmm. um, with cheat codes. Oh, that. Some so of- if that's possible, then I would totally be down to doing that. Some I do know the actual gaming emulators you can do that with but on the console i think some of them you can there is an option to, to put in like action replay codes and stuff like that so that would be awesome yeah i would very much enjoy that because awesome. while i enjoy playing games i enjoy playing games for the story so i have a tendency for like my PS2 games when I was playing them I did have the action replay Mm -hmm. and I would give myself you know full power ups and infinite lives and you know one hit kills and things like that (laughs) I mean I as much as I love say the Final Fantasy games every one of them but eight you have to grind because you have to get to a certain level to be able to beat certain enemies Mm-hmm. Eight, you didn't have to worry about that because the enemies were catered to whatever level you were at, which is probably why I liked eight so much. Um, but I did that with, you know, most of the Final Fantasies. I think seven is the only one that I played outright with no mods and no codes and actually beat the game at almost 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but even stuff like Dot Hack, I really really love the dot hack games but i enjoyed it a hell of a lot more when i didn't have to grind levels Mm. and that is my one missed like my most missed being able to play those games with the codes in there Mm. 
then again, it is Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. But like for um, 10-2, I had a code that unlocked all of the dress spheres. So I didn't have to worry about leveling all of those stupid things or grinding them to get the levels up or anything like that. I could just go and play and have them, you know, change outfits and not have to worry about any of that crap. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Okay. Fair. Fair. Or at least you did mention Final Fantasy X, too, because we all know 8 is the bastard redhead stepchild of the entire genre. As I said, mm -hmm. I have my reasons for liking 8. Mm -hmm. One, that you don't have to level. And two, the very final boss, if you don't have anything junctioned on, so you can't use magic, then the final boss actually can't use magic. Because the final boss, again, is based off of your characters. And I found that out and freaked out because the final boss chooses your characters for you. And <laughs> characters that had no junctions on, and those were the four characters that she chose for me to battle with. So because they had no junctions, it was a long-ass battle because it was only physical, uh, physical fighting. Mm -hmm. Because she couldn't use magic, it was an easy-ass battle. Yeah, I see the beer. He says, FF8 would be good with the retool of some of the systems. Yeah. Still won't get me to play it. I mean, well, I... I admit, I admit, sometimes I do get tired when I play RPGs. I yawn, by, but I but I keep going. I have fallen asleep while playing FF8, so no. <laughs> I'm talking passed out, PlayStation controller in my hand, sleep. Ouch. Yeah. That's, that's never happened to me. Exactly. I mean, I've on because I was tired but I was just not tired you know alright so my weekend day was basically the same as Mako-chan's so what happened was as you all know she did come up you know to go bar hopping but because the weather was basically a nice balmy 6 degrees we decided not to go so through work I was able to secure a couple of tickets for the concert to see Bush and Candlebox. And honestly, I just figured tickets we'd be in the back somewhere, you know. As long as we got to get got to go. So we get down to Atlantic City. We go inside the the concert hall. It's huge. I mean it's at least almost double the size of Let's see. How did I say? The tonight's the tonight show. The tonight show studio is basically two floors. This venue is about two and a half, maybe even three. And there we are, right smack in the middle. Basically nine nine rows from the front. Yeah, we were nine rows from the stage. I, smack in the middle, so wherever you know they were singing and stuff we got to see them it was awesome i think it was were you in the uh were you in like did you say it was one of the casinos or yeah oh yeah we're in the ocean resort casino 
Mm. It's like it's like behind a showboat, so I will tell you this, I think if we were any closer, I think Gavin Rossdale's sweat would have hit Mako Chan right in the face. And I would have been okay with that. <laughs> you you guys have to understand. Here that, we go. Uh, yeah. So I, I know that Ranma knows the story. Yes. But, um as as a wee child, um, technically I still am. I am a lifetime member of the Girl Scouts. So as a wee child, uh, for those that know what the Girl Scouts are, um, at a certain age, which is 14, um, you can start going on what they call wider opportunities. And what this is, is it's a Girl Scout-sponsored event Um you know, and it's it, there are a whole crap ton of them. So the one I went to was for um, aerospace and space travel and stuff like that. So basically, a whole group of Girl Scouts from age 14 to 18 went to space camp. So um, this was in Oklahoma. And um, as we were coming back, we had to go from the Oklahoma airport to the Dallas airport. And it's only about an hour flight. It's, you know, not very long at all. So there are four girls on my flight. And I'm sitting by myself. And when we travel as a Girl Scout, you have to travel as a Girl Scout. You have to travel in full uniform. So here I am, 14 years old, and um, I sit down to, you know, a nice gentleman next to me. wasn't paying any attention because, you know, I'm 14 years old and traveling basically by myself on a plane. Fun times there. <laughs> so then the lovely gentleman sitting next to me in the plane, uh, I guess, looks at my outfit and goes, oh, you know what are you dressed up for? And I said, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a girl scout and we're, I'm traveling as a girl scout. So I have to dress, you know, in uniform. So the lovely man next to me has a very beautiful British accent <laughs> and starts talking about girl guides, which is the European version of girl scouts. It's actually what started the movement. So I realized during this conversation that I was having with this lovely gentleman next to me that it was Gavin Rostell. <laughs> um, Damn. Yeah. So as I'm having this conversation, 14-year-old me, who, again, I'm telling you, 90 husbando sitting mm -hmm. right next to me, is internally freaking out. So, you know, once we get off of the plane... And I meet up with the other three girls that happen to be on the plane to Dallas with me. They start trying to, you know, be all, oh, I got to sit next to Gwen Stefani. And, you know, being the whole, you know, look what we got to do. And we had this whole conversation with her. So then I said, yeah, I was sitting next to Gavin. And they refused to speak with me for the entire rest of the travel experience going from Dallas to Newark airport in New Jersey. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, it was kind of a full circle thing. 
because I have always wanted to see Bush live. So, you know, being able to say, yes, I've met Gavin before I even saw him playing live and then to actually get to see him, it was, um, it, it definitely made the 90s girl inside of me very, very happy. Now, here, here's the thing. I was trying to hope to get, like, VIP or backstage passes, but, you know, I'm still grateful I was able to get these tickets. So, basically, in a way, I kind of made up for Mako Chan's birthday of not being able to go bar hopping. So, now, if I was able to get VIP passes or backstage passes... I would have prodded her to ask him if he remembers sitting next to Girl Scout Mako-chan on that plane 20-something years ago. Now, if he had said, yes, I do remember that, she would have died right then and there. I, 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 would, have, I would have been deceased. <laughs> um, this would be a very different show tonight. Um, because I would still be in complete and total awe and um, would not have the mental capacity to be able to speak with you lovely people because... (laughs) (laughs) You see? (laughs) All right, all right. Now that we got that out the way, let's get into into some uh, housekeeping here. Um, let me go ahead and bring that up. Um, let's see. Don't forget, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash anime jam session. Episodes go up Thursdays at um, 12 noon, so you can always catch the replays there. Uh, you can always catch ep- um, older episodes on our Twitch page if you have a subscription. Older episodes you will find on our YouTube. Um, let's see what else we have. Um, our first convention is ZenkaiCon 2023, uh, March 24th to the 26th, Lancaster Conve- County Convention Center. Come through, hang out, have a good time. I know. Let's be real. Y'all gonna go for the con anyway. But if you but if you see us, say hi. It'd be kind of cool. You know, all that good stuff. So there's that. Um, there was something else I wanted to discuss real quick, but I don't remember. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and move along and get into um, the part of the show that y'all truly like to enjoy and check out. It's uh, Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our um, life. So, Ari, what you got for uh, Geek Roundtable? Uh, it's uh, something I got a little while ago. It's a, a new board game that I've been playing online a lot. It's called yep. Agricola. Yeah. Y'all see it? I see it. Yeah, it's basically, like, I'd found a while ago Board Game Arena, which is, you know, where you play a lot of board games online with people. And uh, this is, like, one of the games I'd played once or twice before, but, you know, haven't gotten a chance to play it since. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <coughs> oh, God, pardon me. I just finally decided, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to buy this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I did. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet with people because, you know, it's been a while since any of our game nights. And, well, uh, there's a lot of, like, little wooden pieces and meeples inside. And, and, like, it all came in plastic bags when it was shipped out. Also, there was damage in shipping. Like, 
it's like I don't know what happened. It, it looked like Amazon or whatever like like crushed the box like an accordion. Mm-hmm. And like part of the, and part of the box itself was damaged. I'm like, oh god, are you kidding me? What if I'm just like, eh, it's not that bad. I, I could deal with it. Whatever. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm also on you know boardgamearena.com if you want to want to play me sometime Ari Rockefeller you know you know the name <laughs> yeah. alright Mako um well, I call you Dorothy but somehow your aim you would throw something and knowing your aim would clock me right in the skull as soon as I walk out of my house yeah pretty much yeah basically <laughs> Uh, yeah, so speaking of my birthday, uh, we ended up going to the Golden Girls Cafe uh, that Friday um, before the weather got really, really horrible. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to get the Golden Girls cookbooks. And knowing that a good portion of the food that was being served at uh, the Golden Girls Kitchen was from... Uh, one of the cookbooks, I decided since they were selling them there that I would go ahead and pick up a copy of each. So the uh, one in the front is nothing but cheesecake and cocktails. (laughs) And then the one in the back is uh, various foods based off of what they um, were shown eating during the series or what they had talked about um, eating during the series. So there's, you know, a good portion of Italian food um, from Sophia's Kitchen, um, some desserts. Uh, their traditional chocolate cheesecake is in that cookbook as well. Um, along with, you know, some of the specialties from the various bars or countries that they had spoken of. So, yeah, I am actually looking forward to uh, making a few of the things in the cookbook because I know that we had the meat lasagna and it was really tasty. So I'm looking forward to making that for myself. Sounds good. I might want to pick those up myself. They all they do sound amazing. Mm-hmm. That and it would go nu- it would go nicely with the uh, Snoop Dogg cookbook you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now my thing for the Geek Round Table is not the shirt from the Golden Girls Cafe that uh the Golden Girls Kitchen that I bought. You know, I'm just wearing it because I'm wearing it, and that and I have the heater on behind me, so it's a nice, cool, seventy-one degrees low, so I can actually wear a T-shirt in this area of my house. Now. One of the things I invested in was a game from Limited Run Games. Now, for for a while, I've seen some of the stuff they put out, and I never was really interested in what they had to offer because they never really offered Xbox games. There's a couple, but I, but some of the games that they did have, I'm like, they didn't have it for Xbox, so I didn't bother. At the time, didn't have a PS4 or a Switch. So now I have all three. Now the thing is, my primary gaming console is Xbox. I got in at the time when the 360 was the most popular, but you know, things change. Fine, whatever. So, 
as I went through this, I see some of the specials that they have, and you know, and I'm like, well, maybe we'll see this, this, and that. Now, one of the games that they had was called um, Valus the Phantasm Soldier. I remember playing this game as a teenager on, on, on the Sega Genesis a lot. And I completely, and I enjoyed the living hell out of it. So I saw the opportunity to get my hands on the Valus Phantasm Soldier collection. So I got the first one, which is game, which is Valus 1, 2, and 3. Now, there is a second one, which is sold out, but it comes with Valus 4, which is on a Super Valus 4, Sid of Valus, which is like an SD version, and Valus the Phantasm Soldier, which for some reason is the original game, which is why, I don't know why they repackaged it, but you know. Each game, each one has the game on there twice, so it, it, it it's fine. It, it It's whatever. So, I decided to go ahead and buy this game. Now, I understand some people buy multiple copies of limited run games, thus the name limited run, because once they once the batch is out, that's it. There are some exceptions, like the Castlevania collection. That you can actually get in retail stores. For the record, do not buy this on Amazon. People are asking for up to $80 and $90 for this game. Savages, go, I tell you. Go to Best Buy. It's $39.99. Save yourself some money. So, I went out and got the Valus game. What I didn't realize is that it would take basically a year for me to get my hands on this game. Now, I know people who have complained about this have said, but I paid it no mind. I'm just like, really? I expected this to arrive in like six months or something, like three to six months. Yes, I've done Kickstarters where similar things have happened, but they're smaller companies. Limited Run Games is not a small company. I mean, they're part, they got bought out by the Embracer Group, which I do hope they will put pump money into that company so when they do these limited titles, it comes out a lot quicker. So, here it is. My uh, box from Limited Run Games. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to open it real quick. And let's see what is inside. Yes, we are doing a live unboxing here, boys and girls. Quality and content here. <clears throat> And non-binary peeps. Yep. Yep. First thing first, it comes with a collector's trading card. Number 55 for Valis, uh, Phantasm Soldier. Cool 80s vibe on the back. And right here is the actual game. And we're going nice. to go. Yep. And now we're going to go ahead and crack this open. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, and I said this on my personal Facebook, I'm not going to get too deep into the whole Hogwarts legacy brouhaha, but um, the main re one of the main reasons why I didn't buy the game, I have about 20 to 30 brand new games still sealed sitting on my shelf. The only exception are the Switch games that I actually take out put in my little carry-all and travel with. So, have it here. We're going to crack this bad boy open and see what we got inside. And we have some awesome keychains from, from the series. Uh, the sword. 
Uh, we have shields and protectors. And I believe that is the crown. Now, most likely those trinkets will either will probably either stay in the box or I have like a little box in my free in my closet where I keep all of my uh like my, my anime pins and stuff like that because I spent money on them and I don't want them getting damaged. So definitely going old school. If you remember back in the day when you bought various Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Genesis games, you get a poster. So we have a cool poster of Valus here on, on here. And on the other side, the, uh, the other characters from the games. So that's, that's like that 90s aesthetic for uh, artwork. Well, you get, well, for me, the golden age of anime was like the 90s and 2000s, and it looked really good. So here is the game here, the, uh, the collection. Like I said, for those of you who are... I have it on an angle here because you could so the reflection won't damage it. For those of you who are participating through audio, I am breaking open my collector's game, my collector's box, the poster, the actual video game. We have two postcards and the soundtrack, and it's four CDs. Actually, no, wait, three postcards. That's hella cool. So, now that we got this all together, I'm I am probably going to crack the game open later. Just, just so that I can take like the sound just so I can take the game card out and, and just put it in my um in my switch carry-all. <laughs> then again I just realized I've ran out of spots in my switch carry-all, so the only thing I can really do now, I have like a secondary case for all my for my extra Switch games. I'm probably going to put it in there. And what's interesting is that uh, this there was another release of the Valus games. I believe it was the Valus games, but they were hardcore, uh, not hardcore. They were they were um 16-bit releases, basically. These were games you could buy and play on your Genesis. Or if you were overseas, the Mega Drive. So that was kind of cool. All right. I'm going to put this all back in. Go. Put this in a little. I'm going to take the game, the game card out and put it in my uh, other case and watch that game sit there for about a good six months before I even get around to playing it. <laughs> Uh, oh, man, let's get this out. Now, we're going to go ahead and get into our stories for tonight. Now, we were supposed to talk about Katsukan, but we're saving that for next week. But what I want to do, I want to show off, oh, excuse me, this, this amazing cosplay. Now, I have, I actually knew somebody who felt that you had to cosplay based on anime, video games, manga, stuff like that. And at most cons were not the place for original designs and concepts, which I do understand. But if you want to do an original design and concept at a convention, just fucking do it. I don't care. Now, this, I, 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 I would have to say this cosplay was basically the talk of the town. So... <laughs> And that's, I'm trying to see if I can actually get it to 
to actually open up and it and it will not open. Let's see. Open image in a new tab. Alright. Do this for me. Alright, there we go. Alright. Alright. Open paste. Let's see if it'll pop up and Bad URL host? Are you serious right now? Huh. Well, anywho, I don't have time to play around all day. Somebody cosplayed CVS Chan at Katakon. <laughs> and you can find ass receipt. Yeah, you can find this anywhere. This cosplayer, awesome fluffy cosplayer. Red hair, wearing a, C a mask that says CVS on it, with matching CVS leggings. And the train uh, of her cosplay is this massively long CVS receipt. And my thing is, how much money did she pay to get this receipt printed on this fabric? I think this is, like, one of the best fucking things ever. This, th this, is, this, this was just wow. Well, given the disproportionate length of a CVS receipt compared to what you get, mm -hmm. uh, she only probably paid like 20 bucks for it. Maybe. But, um, th there we go. There we go. Uh, let me, let me, uh, give it a better position. Now, what I like is the fact that the train is longer than her. That thing is at least... At least, uh, I'd say that thing is about eight feet. At least no, eight feet. That, that's longer than eight feet. All right. That's like twenty at least. Yeah. Twenty. I don't. I'm just trying to base it off of how tall I am. So yeah. Uh, Gamer Girl X says, who was at Coptocon says we were saying that she had better. Got, she better had gotten the fabric on clearance. Fair. Fair. I don't think you can come up with anything better than that. I, I really, I, I don't think you can. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely a very original idea. You got that shit right. And I absolutely love it. Me too. And I, t I and, and I'm a mod of one of the cat of one of the big Catacon uh groups, and I said to her. Did you post this on Twitter? I mean, does CVS know about this? I think they need to give her something for this because this is amazing. Because mm -hmm. I remember a couple of years, a few years ago, someone actually cosplayed a CVS receipt for Christmas. No, for Halloween. And I've seen people do like CVS receipt nights and stuff like that, but this takes the cake. This takes the freaking cake. All right. Now that we got that out the way, let's get into uh, our stories for tonight. Um, Let's see here. Um, uh, Marco, take it away. And unfortunately, we have some sad news to report. Yeah, unfortunately, um, this did come out um, this weekend. And uh, Toy announced that anime and manga creator uh, Leji 
Matsumoto, best known for creating space battleship Yamato and Galaxy Express Triple Nine, passed away on February 13th due to acute heart failure. Mm. Uh, He's 85 years old. Dang. Wow. Um, So he was a child and teenager during World War II and watched many American cartoons and comics through his father, who was a test pilot for the Japanese army as he was moved around due to the war. He was able to witness many planes during his early years Mm. through his father's work and raids from the U.S. Army. He channeled that interest into cartoons and science fiction by forming a manga doujinshi group in elementary school. Uh, After moving to Tokyo to pursue a career in manga at the age of 18, debuting with uh, Mukibaki no Boken, a manga he wrote while finishing high school. He then went on to create works such as uh, Space space Battleship Yamato, Captain Harlock, Galaxy Express Triple Nine, and Queen Emeraldus and so many more influential works that inspired generations of artists around the world. He was awarded the Order of the Rising Sun fourth class, gold rays with Rosette for his work in promoting Japanese culture overseas. The French government knighted him in 2013, honoring his work in the arts. Um, So yeah, uh, very, very sad news. Um, The series are some of, um, even now, uh, used as, uh, I guess, fodder in uh, any series that bases themselves off of anime. Um, And by that, I mean uh, the homage to the various characters and series. uh, Hell, even freaking Steven Universe... Uh, parodied um, a bunch of his works with what was going on in the series. So it is still to this day something that influences creators and artists and manga artists and writers. So it's, it's definitely a sad day and he will be missed. Most definitely. Now, also, it seems that people have been paying tribute to him throughout in various places in Japan. Which doesn't surprise me. I mean, uh-huh. you're, you're talking about some of the classic anime movies and manga um, that have influenced a lot of different series and a lot of the artists that are out there. So it really does not surprise me that there are tributes out there for him and for his works. Um, I just, it's, it's sad, but you know, at the same time he did lead a good life. Mm -hmm. So there is that. Well, I will say, you know, I, I wasn't one of those who who grew up and followed star bladers better known as a space battleship Yamato. I kind of walked into Galaxy Express. That that was more m- more my thing. So. I remember reading it serialized in mix in the nineties. 
I love Galaxy Express. Ooh, are I... you sure it was mixed? Because I think, because unless they had a dual printing, I remember Galaxy Express was in Ann America as well. Yeah, I remember reading it in mix. Oh, okay. I still they also want had to Sailor have... Moon in there too. Yep, yep. Yeah. I still have those. I want to cosplay from uh, Galaxy Express. Maytel. What else do we have? Oh, aha! We're gonna talk about the new um Xbox Crunchyroll app. Which the funny thing is, I, I didn't realize that they had already released this app about almost a year ago on PlayStation Four. Also, I realized that they you know up they overhauled their website too because when yeah. I like, clicked on the link for the story, I had to completely log in and it's like it wanted me to watch start watching stuff on Crunchyroll right there well I'm like I'm just here for the news buddy calm well, down what's interesting is since I'm not logged in and it just shows as guest author I, 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 I see the old one I think I have a login somewhere I'm just like I will I, I will deal with it so again uh, crunch, crunchy news guest is the name of that that's what that is uh, of course it is of course it is so Crunchyroll finally released an update to its app. They did it for the PlayStation 4 in August of last year, which to me makes absolutely no sense that they didn't release it for the Xbox the same time. I kept saying they were going to take Funimation's uh, layout UI and just skin it orange, but you know. They're making it... It's The app, it's nice. It's great. If you've ever used... I would say the best way to compare the Crunchyroll app now is if you've ever used, oh, say, Paramount Plus. It's very reminiscent of that in a way. Um, it's clean. It's slick. It doesn't look like an um. It was a. It doesn't look like a hacked and cut paste um VLC app. But I have one major problem with said app now. I am one of those Xbox users that actually has a media remote because, surprise, you, there are things you can do with your Xbox besides play video games. And the same can be said about PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. You can watch it. You can watch stuff on it. And if you do a lot of watching like I do, you get a remote because when you watch something with the controller, you have to understand after a few minutes, the controller shuts itself off. Then you got to turn it back on to use it. I'd just rather have a remote, turn it on, turn it off. And I've, and I've seen like a noticeable trend in a lot of media apps where they don't use the media buttons on the remote anymore. I'm talking play, pause, stop, fast forward, rewind, those. It's always on your remote you have the buttons for up, down, left, right, and a center button. That's all you can really use, which to me makes absolutely no sense. That's my main issue with the app. But they have made, again, they have made some improvements. Like, if you go on the home screen, you can see all the new titles that are available and, like, selections that they, you could choose from. And you go, you can scroll down. If you've been watching prior stuff, you can see all the stuff you've been you've recently watched or you have been watching. You can just go right into it and just start it. 
there is a you can manage your watch list and your history, which is cool. But one thing I haven't noticed, like I I think Crunchyroll allows for multiple accounts. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But there's no option for that. But it is what it is. So I will say overall, I like the new slick UI. I think it fits on Xbox style more than it does on PlayStation. But it does need support for the media remote. That's that's all I'm asking for. This makes things just a wee bit easier. Uh, pardon me. You did. Alright, let's see what do we have next here. Oh, more drama in the voice acting community. And it's not about um a certain douche canoe. Phenomena do 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 Monogana. <laughs> Let's see. Genshin Impact are released Tiganari Tiganari to recast Tiganari following sexual misconduct allegations against English English voice actor Elliot Gindy. Oh boy. Hmm. They announced in a Facebook post on Thursday that Elliot Gindy, the English voice actor for Tiganari, will no longer be voicing the character due to quote a breach of contract. Development team is in discussion with the voice recording agency regarding recasting and, pl and plan to gradually replace the character's ex existing in-game voice lines in future updates. Last week, a former moderator of Gindy's Twitch and Discord shared a document containing alleged screenshots of Gindy's sexual misconduct with several fans, some of whom were allegedly underage at the time. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Gindy wrote in a twit longer post that screenshots shared in the document are true, although he denied knowledge that his partners were underage. Over 50 of his fellow Genshin Impact voice actors publicly voiced their condemnation and outrages of Gindy's alleged sexual misconduct, as they should have. Mm -hmm. A Hoyoverse representative told Kotaku it was working together on an urgent solution with both the game's internal teams and external partners, including a voice acting studio. All right. So je just so y'all know, this controversy has been floating around on Twitter for about two weeks. My other friend Erica linked me to it and told me what was going on. And there are things in the article that they haven't covered. Like, number one, Elliot Gindy. I personally want to slap him. He's from my neck of the woods. I have an issue with that. Number two, he actually created a fake Twitter account and started harassing the people uh, who accused him. What? Yes. Oh, fucking God, man. And number three, he knew that most of the, the, his fans were underage. He knew. You're not that stupid. He absolutely knew. Now, I also want to say... Well, he's playing stupid games and getting stupid prizes. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I also want to say that when things like this happen, the victims will start freaking out and start blaming themselves. To the victims, or in this case, the survivors of this asshole's um, harassment and grooming, you're, you're okay. You didn't do anything wrong. This is not your fault. If you have to, Talk to somebody about it. It is okay to find a therapist to discuss this. It should not have happened in the first place. 
I am also glad that uh, Miholio actually enacted and jumped on this and took care of this in the next couple of weeks after this happened. But over the next couple of updates, his voice will be patched out. So it'll just take a while. That's yeah. all. I I don't I don't get it. Why? Why do this? You have a lucrative career, and then you fuck it up, right? Because you wanna diddle some underage person. And just for the record. He he was basically doing this to underage boys and girls, so that's even more disgusting. <sighs> yes. There As is- Robin Williams said, God gave men a brain and a dick, and only, only enough, enough blood, blood to run one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? When you first hear that, that, that type of joke, you think it's funny, you don't get it, and then when you read about or hear about something like this, you're like, I was right. I mean, unfortunately, there is a lot to do with not only being popular and being <laughs> having all of these fans chase after him, um, or I should say they, um, them. Because there are a lot of, and it's not, it's not just guys, the girls, some, you know, the girls are out there doing it too, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's really bad. And what it is, is people, they get this feeling of having all of these people chase after them and it's empowering to them. So when they have the chance to do something like this, they think they're in the right because, well, they chased after me first. And not putting it into their head that, yeah, they may have chased after you, but not for this. Mm. You're talking about, you know, there there is a reason why you have to be a certain age to enter contracts. There are reasons why you cannot, you know, do certain things at certain ages. And this is one of them because at these ages, people aren't thinking clearly, especially the ages that trigger your hormones. They're not thinking clearly. And Mm -hmm. You, you have to hope that the adults in your life, including the adults that do voice acting and things like this, are not going to prey on that. And unfortunately, they do because the world is not, you know, a utopia. The world is crappy because of people like this. I'm 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 gonna say the same thing I tell a lot of cosplayers when it when it comes to being popular and so forth. Stay humble. That's it. Uh-huh. Stay humble. Be very appreciative of your fandom and your popularity, but stay humble about it. That's it. That's that's all you gotta do. No matter how no matter how many people come up and talk to you, they they love the work that you do. Stay humble. That's it. 
motherfuckers think they're indestructible or something like that. Like it's not gonna like they're untouchable. And they do stupid things like this. Yeah. Anyway, let's kind of finish things up on on, on a positive side. Like 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 this cool news from um from Viz. I think this is kind of cool that what they're doing. And they're putting popular titles on YouTube. Uh, you know what? I will go ahead and take this. So I don't know if you've seen this lately, but art, but there's been announcements coming out of Viz that they're putting anime on YouTube. Now, it's been a long thing where you can go on YouTube and find anime, and sometimes depending on what you're looking for, you will find it like this anime. Part one of three, part two of three, part three oh of three. Oh, God, yes. that. <laughs> yeah. And it's generally fan subs. They may be missing opening themes and ending themes or raw episodes. But, and then I know Crunchyroll was doing it for a little bit. I think Funimation was doing it for a little bit. But now what Viz Media is doing, they're putting some of their popular titles on YouTube for you to watch. Like, right now, if you go on YouTube... You can watch the entire series of Death Note, Inuyasha, Sailor Moon, the classic Sailor Moon, um, Hunter Hunter. You can watch like the first 148 episodes. If that's the entire series, then that's the entire series. Osamatsu-san, better known as Mr. Osamatsu. Two seasons are available. I think that's the entire series. There are movies on it that you can watch, like Excel World, Infinite Burst, Tiger and Bunny, the movie, The Beginning and The Rising. Hey, Missing Kings, Infinity T-Force, the movie Farewell Friend, and Mazinger Z Infinity. Now, what they were, what happened was, in case you didn't know, Viz had pulled their free Hulu streams of their anime a couple of years ago. If you remember, they had a site called Neon Alley where you could go there and watch their anime for free and it was connected through Hulu and you could watch it there too. Now, if you want to see more Viz's collection, you can actually go over to Crunchyroll and Funimation and watch some of the titles there too. But if you don't have a subscription to those and you want to see what they have, head on over to YouTube. Just... Be understanding, I believe these are all subtitled anime. There's no dubs just yet. Not the end of the world, I think. It really isn't. And it's youtube.com slash at vizmedia slash videos. I mean, we're at a point where if you don't like the dub, you can hit a button on your device and flip to an alternate track and vice versa. You have options. Yes. Don't bitch so much about it. Exactly. I mean, honestly, unless I jump on that anime the week that it comes out, I will most likely watch it subtitled. I mean, dubbed. And I couldn't realize there are some titles I actually prefer dubbed. Like, Azaki-chan wants to hang out. I prefer the dubbed voice because her Japanese voice just basically grates my nerves and that voice hits at any higher pitch I think my glasses are going to crack 
<laughs> you you laugh, but go watch an episode of it. You'll you'll understand. <laughs> right. Let's let's bring this down here. Bring this over here. Right now we're at the part of the show that y'all really like and stick around for, and that's meanwhile in Japan. So we have some great stories here, and let's see what we got. Um, Can I take the second one? Hey, go for it. I'll take the last one. Marco? Uh, I'll take the first one. Why not? <laughs> go for it. So, yeah. Um... A man has been arrested for defecating on a bicycle seat. So, I'm a charmer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so on December 15th, at about 7.30 a.m., a teenager approached her bicycle, which was parked outside a station in Soma City, However, sitting atop the seat was human fecal matter. She immediately notified the police and an investigation was launched. As a result, a 28-year-old man who lives in neighboring Miyagi Prefecture was arrested on suspicion of vandalism. The suspect is accused of defecating on the bicycle seat sometime between 5 p.m. on December 14th and 7.30 a.m. The following day, when the victim left her bike in the parking area. Although details surrounding the incident are few and far between, the police were specific that the seat had been defecated upon rather than the feces having been placed or smeared in another way. A motive was also initially unknown until about a day later when the suspect reportedly admitted that he was attracted to the victim and targeted her bike. Uh, that's not how. That's one way to say hi. I like you. Here's my poop. That's just terrible. I get that's she's like, not really like gonna think some... you're hot shit. That's like some you know monkey mating shit right there. Exactly. Let's just throw poop at each other. Now, Mako, what if this person starts singing the great and mighty poo? I would laugh my ass off <laughs> and then throw the poop at him. And what there is nothing there is nothing about taking a dump on the seat of somebody's bike that says, I love you. Unless they're really into scat porn. I apologize for the image. You know! Now, what's interesting is that the site that we use, these are we get these articles off of, I always read, like, the snippets on the bottom and on the side, like, recommended stories, top stories, related stories. One of the related stories 
High school boy in Kobe shows his love for older woman by spreading his poo on her bicycle. Just so you know, we actually covered that story back in 2018. That doesn't surprise me. I guess that proves my memory's not that shitty. Hey <laughs> See, that's gonna get me smacked by Makotron. <laughs> <sighs> Moving right along. And, well, 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 wait, wait, hold up, hold up. See the berry in chat at Twitch TV slash anime jam session. Nobody likes Majin Poo. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing. Anytime a poop related incident has happened, um, it's always been out of spite. I mean, my dog years back would shit in my room out of spite. Um, my cats have shit where they know they're not supposed to go out of spite. That is what I think when someone shits on something. Not the complete opposite of that. Should we be surprised that this is a fresh change, a nice change of pace considering what we've seen before? My other thing that I want to know is the police know that this happened on the seat. Not that it was placed there, not that it was smeared there, not that, it, you know, he went somewhere else. Meaning he actually squatted Meaning... above the seat and exactly. emptied his bowels all over it. What fucking bicycle is this <laughs> that somebody <laughs> can maneuver themselves to shit on it? What kind of manual dexterity does this guy have? And how well, does nobody notice him <laughs> doing it? <laughs> we have way too many questions about this. But I she, mean, she has a valid point. The whole thing is, this happened outside of a station. That means this happened outside of a train station. And Gamer Girl X with the clutch, like the gazebo at Katsukan. Yes. <laughs> Somebody took a shit in the gazebo at Katsukan. Have you no sense of self control? Ari, I want you to think about what you just said and the types of people we have encountered at anime conventions. Then ask yourself my, that again. My statement stands. <laughs> Answer the goddamn question. As somebody that has worked in retail and has had to close dressing rooms because people have decided that they were going to use them as bathrooms, it, it, I, I get that there are certain people that just think that they can go wherever they want to, but... How? How does no uh, you know, a dressing room has a door that closes? How 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 does nobody notice that? Swift, silent, deadly. Don't get paid enough to give a shit. No pun intended.
I mean, I, I, I can't... Really? That's the one that's going to bring the, the segment to a, to a standstill? Really? No, 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 but see, see, I can, I can even understand the gazebo. I've Fuck seen the gazebo. the gazebo. You know, if somebody is squatting down and isn't visible, there, there's an option there. How do you do that on a bicycle? With athleticism. I think we need to move on, but this, because <laughs> I think it's going to destroy our poor brains if we try, you know, parse this together any more the, than we have. The fact that we're adding logic to this, okay? When there shouldn't be any logic. You cannot pull the whole, you cannot think logically. This is not a TV show. This happened. <laughs> have to bring logic into this. Can I, uh... Anyway, yeah. On you, Ari. An Osaka man is arrested after paying his phone bill in the middle of a crime spree. I'm sorry, what? It's a well known fact that convenience stores are just about everywhere in urban parts of Japan, and with the range of the service they offer, you're never too far from a copy machine or fried chicken. <clears throat> As a tribute to however present they are, this one person writing the article said they ran into a family mark in two minutes flat. Oh, you were, oh he once ran a five-minute family, five family mark course in two minutes flat. Which, okay, odd flex, but sure. Unfortunately, this convenience also carries over to crime, allowing the robber to potentially hit <clears throat> several stores in a single sweep of an area if they're daring enough. And on January 11th, a 20-year-old, a 20-year-old man in Osaka was arrested for attempting to rob four convenience stores in a span of about 20 minutes. According to police, the first store was hit sometime after 3 a.m. and th where he threatened the clerk with an eight-inch kitchen knife, and the man they hand over all the money. <clears throat> he escaped with about $450 U.S. dollars. That's about 60,000 yen. So, good job, buddy. You're set for a day and a half, maybe. <clears throat> he then attempted to hit three other stores in under half an hour, but none of the victims were harmed. The suspect is also said to have stopped at another convenience store between his third and fourth robbery attempts to pay his phone bill using the money he had stolen minutes earlier. It was one brief moment of responsibility that proved to be his downfall. At their first robbery, police used surveillance cameras of camera footage to track its movements between the stores, which were another 500 meters radius of each other. They could then use the transaction record of his phone bill to easily identify him. And people are already chiming in with things like, it would have been funnier if he had tried to pay at the store you robbed <laughs> after three of us felt invincible. That's so stupid, it's impressive. I wonder if he had a smartphone addiction. Uh, with four robberies, it's like on some hard time. It's like a real-life Grand Theft Auto. And... Jeez. I... I don't know what to think with these people half the time. I guess there is some honor among thieves. This is robbing Peter to pay Paul the home game. <laughs> well... If 
if robbing Peter to pay Paul is a thing, then we know that Mary is the brain behind all behind all of this. Hmm. Okay. Next. Now we're gonna get into our final story of the night. And I'm looking at, at, at the generic photo here. Uh and I'm I'm going to share this. I'm going to share this photo. And I will describe it for everybody that is uh listening to our feed. Now, in this picture, we see an Area 88 manga, the Ranma One Half Hard Battle video game, the Japanese one. We see the Tenchimuyo Sonya Wonderland CD, which I had a bootleg copy of, which I lost, and I can't get my hands on a copy of it. Uh, we also sucks. See, yep, we also see a copy of All oh My Goddess, uh, English one by Dark Horse, Excel Saga, Arjuna, and a bunch of other titles here, and other games. And you're probably wondering, why are you mentioning all of this? Because this story, we're going to talk about how a former otaku regrets wasting so much money as a kid, and the father tells him why it was money well spent. It's not unusual for our tastes and passions to change as we grow up. Those changes tend to happen gradually, though. And sometimes it's not until we look back and we fully grasp at how much time, energy, and money we spent on hobbies in our youth. And come to the realization that we ourselves can't understand how we can have been so enthralled. This is what was going on with, with Japanese Twitter user Sensei Wakame. During his high school years, it struck him how much of his money he spent on collectibles, like trading card games and so forth in junior high. And he says, I can't understand what what I thought was the point with wasting tens of thousands of yen, hundreds of dollars, on card games when I was in junior high school. Well, you like playing them. That's why you spent the money. And his father happened to be in earshot while his son was lamenting his former spending habits. And after a few moments of silence, his father spoke up with some fatherly wisdom. It wasn't a gruff, glad to see you finally learned the value of money, though. Nor was it the forgiving will, we all make mistakes when we're kids, so don't beat yourself up over it. Instead, it was something more thoughtful and profound. Yeah, you spent a lot of money, but the experience of happily playing with your friends is valuable. There are a lot of worthless things that enrich your life, so make sure to find a lot of things you enjoy. And I think that's a really good advice. Because I think some of us have like, I can't believe we spent this type of money on stuff. But when you think about what you got out of it, it makes it worth it. I remember spending $15 on a pack of Magic the Gathering cards. Legends pack. $15. What did I get out of Damn. it? Damn. Yeah. What did I get out of it? Playing Magic the Gathering with friends and people I didn't know, like on a weekly basis at the local comic shop it, it, where I grew up. You know, that I'm was sure there's fun. a local game st- game store near you. You can get back into it. I just don't have the time for it. I mean, there's a few gaming places I could, but I just I just don't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, nice. I honestly. I look at my collection of all of the of the, all the mer- of all the anime merch that I've purchased, and I'll admit sometimes I feel like I regress. I'm kind of playing catch up from when I got into the fandoms and didn't really buy much of anything. But you know what? I don't regret buying all these pop figures. I don't regret buying the amiibos. I don't regret having a small Sailor Venus shrine in my house. I don't. You regret having a. You regret not having a larger 
Sailor Venus Shrine, right? Actually, no. I'm happy with that. Okay, I, then. I, I don't... I, uh, I, don't, I misread that yeah, horribly. Yeah. No, you're good. I don't regret having a small Love Live Idol sh Shrine, you know? I don't regret any of this. The, the closest thing to regret is the fact that I bought all of this, and I'm running out of space to put stuff, and I can't put it on display, but I'm glad that I actually have it. That's just me and my take. So we're going to get back into the story here. In other words, as the father would say, spending money isn't the same as wasting it. As long as playing card games with his friends have brought Sensei Wakame joy at the time, and Dad clearly remembers it that it did, and it was money well spent, transferring the financial value of cash into the emotional value of happy memories and building friendships is generally a good deal if you're in a position where you can afford to do so. There you go. And Netizens really enjoy what what he had to say, what his father had to say like your dad is too cool i was a hardcore video game and anime fan and even now that helps me make new friends by connecting with people who i have common interests with now that i'm a parent myself i totally get what your dad was saying it's important to have a passion that you can really throw yourself into there's a temple near my house that with a sign that says there are no worthless things only people who waste them now it may not have been a direct path but you could draw a line from when you were a kid who bought manga and so forth to the teenager who started doing something with it. What I'm saying is there are people who may have picked up a manga and enjoyed it. And as they got older, learned Japanese, decided to translate it. And now, next thing you know, you could be a translator for a company. You could be a voice actor for a company. Anything like that is possible, you know? So, just think about it. Your passion for yeah. something has to start somewhere. Exactly. So the next time you look at something and you think you regret that you bought it, think about the positive that you got out of it. Think about the good things you got out of it. Even if it's just one thing, it's still something positive. Now, on that note, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. And I think I just jumped back a little bit too far. Ah, there we go. And as Bonzo 6 says, he took his niece to game to, to a game shop last week. And her first comment was, don't touch those controllers. They probably have germs. <laughs> and as Ron before 21 also says, which is something I agree 110%. I regret not having a big enough display case. But when I finally got this little rinky-dink studio apartment, I'm going to get another glass display case and put my figurines up. And depending on the I have shelves going around my entire living room, and shelves going around my entire bedroom will soon join them. And I've seen them. Yep. They're expansive. You have to remember one thing, though, Marco. You have a house that you that you bought. I have an apartment that I'm that I'm renting, so I really am limited to what I can put up on the walls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same with me. Anywho, let's go ahead and get the heck up on out of here. Okay. <laughs> Ron before twenty one says, "I I got a two bedroom and I need another display case. There's at least four tier one." <sighs> IKEA, my guy, IKEA. So, if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. 
We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we'll, we'll be straight up with you about it. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. And don't forget to check out our website, which is also animejamsession.com. You'll find our weekly podcast, cosplayer interviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, anime reviews, our links to our YouTube video convention coverage, links to our Facebook page of cosplay coverage, editorials, so much more at animejamsession.com. And don't forget to check out our podcast. If you missed part of the show tonight, come through later and download the podcast and take it on the go with you. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Just search Anime Jam Session. Episodes will come up and definitely check it out. And what's great is that these apps allow you to leave reviews. So we could have, we would love a five-star review if you could drop one in. We greatly appreciate that. Let's see. What else do we have here? here um don't forget to follow us on our social medias youtube twitter and facebook anime jam session follow us on those so you know when we're going live when articles are going up when photos are going up videos all that and so much more now we go around the room last words ari well i'm gonna go sleep this off hopefully i'll feel better in the morning that's good last words mako-chan um, Monday, I'm having a wall in my house removed and replaced. Uh, so I'm kind of nervous about that. My last words. I actually have to file my taxes. Well, that is it. End of list. We're going to get up on out of here. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And hopefully... Barry will be with us to talk to us about Katsukan and the fashion show. I cannot wait to hear about that. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. And before we sign off on the air, I just want you to say, let you know we have a tip jar down below. You can click on for our stream elements in Ko-Fi. You can throw us money that way. You can throw bits at us in the chat, which is great, or or subscribe to the channel. Every little bit counts, and we greatly appreciate every little piece of that. So now we're going to get up on out of here. So good night, everybody, and say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Awesome. Perfect. We're getting the heck up on out of here. Good night.